0: Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Why Are You, Episode 6, the Thai BL Drama Series. This episode, I like the beginning of it quite a bit. The end of it, it's like fast-forward button, fast-forward button, fast-forward button. But, you know, that's okay. We have a fast-forward button for a reason, even on YouTube. But anyway, this episode follows Tutor and Fighter as they're trying to deal with the fact that they do like each other. Um, Tutor ends up coming to see Fighter at the cafe he works at because Tutor has been avoiding Fighter, and he walks in to see Tutor being basically messed around with by two people who are ordering food, and. Fighter comes up, kind of gives them a look, and asks Tudor to please leave the room, which Tudor does, and then he proceeds to tell both the individuals that Tudor is his boyfriend and you better not mess with him, and even though Tudor is not his boyfriend at this point, but it does seem quite effective, and um, then Tudor and Fighter have a conversation out in the yard of the restaurant that Tudor works at. And it's kind of a play on words. I think if I understood Thai, it would probably make a lot more sense than it does with the English subtitles. But basically, fighter's trying to figure out where Tudor's head is at. And he's kind of messing with him, kind of like in, if anyone's ever seen Rob Nibana de Jodi, the scene where... Suri slash Raj is trying to see where Tommy is at, if she likes Suri, if she likes Raj. Well, it's kind of the same principle in that scene with um, Tudor and Fighter. Fighter's basically saying, "You know, if you stay with me, you better be here for a long time." And then Tudor's going, "Are you talking about what kind of staying?" And then Tudor says, or Fighter says, "Oh, I mean by tutoring." And we all know he's not meaning tutoring. But anyway, they're both trying to figure out what's going on, which neither of them have a clue about. And so as the story progresses, you kind of see that as they're trying to, tutors trying to teach Fighter, and it's not going well. And then um, Tudor's introduced to Fighter's dad as his um, instructor or te- tutor. And also there's this little bit of a disagreement between Fighter and his father over Hawa, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing her name right. Hiwa? But anyway, um, who, you know, I've always thought, you know, inner relationships that are of a romantic kind within families are kind of a bad idea. Not always, but, you know, a lot of times they are. For example, Fighter's dad wants him to date Hiwa because Fighter's dad is dating Hawa's mother. And I think that's just way too much confusion over Thanksgiving dinner. And, you know, Fido really doesn't want any of it because... And, you know, I really can't blame Fighter because I'm going, Okay, you have the option of Tudor, or you have the option of Hawa. And I mean, just from an individual standpoint of moral compasses and general, like, ability as individuals, not considering, you know, Hawa's a girl, Tudor's a guy. If you just look at them as individuals with their character traits... Hawa doesn't stand a chance against Tudor. I mean, I'm just saying, and it's kind of like this in most BL series. I mean, the girl options kind of suck brick. I mean, I'm not trying to bad here, and it's no offense to the girls or the actresses who play them. It's just, if you're looking at Hawa, I mean, she's a nice person, but she's really a ditspring. And when the, you know, the stuff hits the frying pan, you don't want to be with somebody who's not going to be there, and Hawa would not be the kind of person that could handle much difficulty. So I really do get Tudor and, and Fighter because I'm going, you know, at least with them, they would eventually know where they stood with one another. Now, right now, they don't. And, you know, they'd actually maybe stand a chance. I mean, I'm not trying to Hawa and Fighter, I don't think would last you know even two years if they ended up together because Hawa is just not made of really stout stuff I mean I'm not trying to be weird dragon slayer she is not and you know when it comes to relationships that are long-standing I think that the point is, is you need someone who's going to be able to slay their own dragons and also help you slay yours, and vice versa. And I think that that's kind of the point we're at with Tudor and Fighter. Now, there is a scene at the last bit of this that I would definitely skip personally, and this is not a kid-friendly show, okay? I'm going to be the first to admit it. But um, I think the main problem is is we're dealing with people who have never been in relationships and are trying to figure all this out. And, you know, we do have hormonal imbalances and, you know, hormones rage, especially when, you know, you're 19 years old and a guy and trying to figure stuff out. But, you know, I just personally skip the last bit of this episode, except at the very end there's a scene after the bit that I would recommend skipping where Tudor sits down he goes, do you know what you're doing? Are you sure you want to go down this road? And that's the thing I do like about Tudor is he sits there and he goes, you know, not necessarily, I'm not willing to go down this road, but are you sure you as an individual want to go down this road? Because this road is going to maybe cost more than you want. And you know, this road could also be rewarding more than you want. But are you sure, as an individual, you want to walk down this road? And I think that's one of the things I like about Tudor is he sits there and he goes, "You know, this is going to cost something. Everything costs something. Are the benefits going to outweigh the detriments for you, Tudor? I mean, are for you, Fighter? And the thing I like about Tudor is he's always asking Fighter." Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to maybe be with me as an individual? Because that might cost you. And Tudor's really good at looking out for other people. I mean, whether you're talking about him in fighter, whether you're talking about him just in general trying to help his family through their financial difficulties. I mean, that's one thing that I really like about Tudor is Tudor's not really thinking about himself, which is kind of a rare quality because a lot of times everybody's looking out for themselves the thing I think about that is it's really exhausting. I mean, to me, the litmus test is if you hardly ever think about yourself, then you're probably good to go. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, self-preservation is a good thing. But, you know, life lived for oneself alone is a pretty pointless life. So I'm just saying. But anyway, that's kind of where we're at on this Why Are You series. And then um, at the end of it, Tudor gets a knock at his door. And you see that there's this woman who's come with a suitcase, which you find out later. Big spoiler alert. It's his sister come to pay him a visit before she takes and goes internationally for a job opportunity. So that's where we're at right now in Why Are You, the series episode six. And I finally figured out why it's called Why Are You. It's because... Sai and Zong sing a song at their college called Why Are You? I don't know what the song's about because, quite frankly, we don't have English subtitles on the song, which seems kind of a pity since it's the whole name of the series. We didn't sub that part. I mean, I'm sorry, but, you know, really. But anyway, I'm going to drop the links for every episode, into, um, actually the episode playlist, into the description for these so that if you want to see them you can again I would not watch these with kids just because there are some topics that you just really don't want to have to cover with an eight-year-old I'm just saying now if you want to watch them with your teenagers that would be you know your discretion make up your own mind on these these are definitely pg-13 I would say not R at all it's not that kind of thing but definitely pg-13 and um I just think, you know, I do like Tudor and Fire's characters. They screw up a lot. They make bad decisions. But you know what? At their heart, at their core, they're, you know, they have really good character if they choose to use it. And I think that's the thing is their wills are interesting to watch interplay together. I, I know that sounds weird, but, you know, a lot of people are for like, you know, the romantic side of things. I'm looking at it going both of those guys, if they set their mind to do the right thing, they would do the right thing. And I think that's kind of what maybe brought them together as a couple in the series, is they both knew that the other one, if they chose them, would have their back, you know, for like, ever. And so that is, I think, kind of what brought them together. Again, it's kind of interesting because you'd think Tudor's character would be less gregarious as it progresses. But actually, you know, Fighter's the one that is totally freaked out about stuff. So it's kind of funny to watch that because it's like their roles are reversed when it comes to their relationship, which is kind of interesting to me. I mean, I don't mean it where I'm going, you know, people are weird sometimes, especially when they freak out about stuff. But again I'm going you don't know what fighter came from. My guess is it's not a good situation because all he's got is his dad and his dad's not a very nice person. I don't mean that bad and that's the other thing about this is Tutor's dad is like a lot of parents with high schoolers. They tend to sit there and order them around. And the thing I think about that is, again, I'm not a mom. So I'm going to put that huge caveat out there. Now, I do have a lot of experience working with, you know, people who are younger than me. And you know what? The thing is, is, you know, ordering kids around is probably the worst thing I have seen anybody do parentally. Especially, you know, when the kid's three and going to touch a stove that's hot. Oh yeah, you say, Johnny, don't touch the stove. And you mean it, because if Johnny touches the stove and burns his hand to the point that he gets surgery burns, that's going to be bad for Johnny. But what I think is, you know, when a kid reaches the age of 12 and up, you know, they might be making bad decisions, but most kids I know, if they had somebody who they knew, loved, and cared for them, sit down with them and go, you know, why are you thinking about doing this this way? Instead of, you know, coming at them with a brick wall and yelling, screaming, berating them, telling them how terrible they are, you know, all that. I mean, really? That's not the way that, you know, it's going to be effective parenting. I mean, I've seen that, you know, time and time again, the parent will come in, they'll yell, scream, did it and you know what, the kid's going to keep going because the kid hates the yelling and screaming and will do whatever is possible to avoid it, even if it's temporarily and then they get double hit with a ramy. I mean, it's a weird kind of reverse psychology there. But I think the point is, is, you know, when you got a kid like Fire who, you know, for the most part, he may not always do the right thing, but he's got a great ability to do the right thing if pushed in the right direction the way of fighter's dad of you know berating him yelling threatening him that is like the worst thing you could do for a kid like fighter especially because what Fighter's is going to do is he's going to take that he's going to internalize that and then he's going to go you know what i'm going to live my life i'm going to do my own thing and you know what the dad in this is i think more in the wrong than fighter because fighter realizes that the dad doesn't have his back the only thing the dad has is business deals that could go wrong and I think the thing is is with kids especially as they age and get into teenage years a lot of trouble could be avoided if the kid knew that your motivation was good and it wasn't just because a you'd be embarrassed b you know, it's for your goals and methods and all that. I mean, not always, sometimes you're still going to have kids that, you know, go a wall, and you're sitting there going, <laughs> but I'm just saying for the most part, I think that this interplay between tutor, I'm sorry, fighter and his father is kind of emblematic of how parents screw things up with kids. Because, you know, it's kind of like, you know, in the Bible, it says, do not make your children angry. I think it's in the New Testament. It's like one of the oldest pieces you know i mean it's not ancient like the old testament but i'm just saying you know you can learn something from that and it's like you don't want to you know drive your kids up a wall and the thing is is i think that this scene which interplay between fighter and his dad really encapsulates that because the truth is fighter is not doing anything terrible and his dad's saying they're going you're going to do x because if you don't do x that could embarrass me a or screw up my business deal and i'm going you know A kid like Fighter is going to look at that and go, that is a stupid reason. So either A or B is stupid, and I'm not going to do something just because A, you could be embarrassed, or B, it will screw up your business deal. And you know what? I kind of respect that more because, in my opinion, Fighter's reasons are way better than his dad's. And that doesn't mean that either one of them don't have valid points. I'm just saying, if you sit down at a table and you analyze both of them, the... Dad is just being self-centered. He's not looking out for fighter. And you know what the honest truth is? He probably has never been looking out for fighter. And the thing is, is I think kids pick up on that because a lot of parental stuff that I'm seeing, and again, I'm not a parent. I'm kind of more of a din mom. So I just kind of observo. But a lot of stuff that goes wrong could be entirely avoided if everyone just sat down initially and said, where's your heart, so-and-so? What are you thinking? What are your goals? How can we support you in this instead of coming at them, you know, waylaying them because you think X could be? And you know what? A lot of times, X maybe could be. And a lot of times, you know, we make these suppositions as adults looking after kids and, you know, vice versa. At least that's what I've been seeing. And you know what? A lot of times, it's just not right. I mean, The kid isn't being as terrible as the parent thinks they are. And I think it's kind of wrong to come after things, you know, assuming that you being the older, being the parent, makes you always right. Because oftentimes, you don't know what's going on. And if you don't know what's going on, if you don't take the time to actually know the kid it's going to cause problems. And those problems could reverberate through your entire life together. So I think the thing is, is a lot of things could be avoided if we just didn't have the misunderstanding. If we just sit down and, you know, kind of like with Tune Fire, if the person knows that you have their back and they have your back, it makes the relationship a lot healthier and they also know you're not doing it for self-interest purposes. So, you know, just a little addendum there and a bit of a rant, but I've been seeing a lot of that lately and I'm just saying, you know, maybe it's an American thing. I don't know, but you know, it is in this tie series too. So, and anyway, you I'm not even saying that parents don't have a valid point. I'm just saying that the way that they seem to be going at it is very self-destructive. So, you know, The thing about kids is they're very, how do you say this? It's like they're visceral. It's like they are raw and they are going to be doing, you know, their own thing because a lot of times they have much, they have much less to lose because they're younger and they go, you know, this is right, this is wrong, da, da, da. And, you know, I kind of appreciate that because it's like they haven't come to the point where they've become jaded and they've you know, gone to the point where it's like, how do I say that? With adults, it's not that we don't say this is right, this is wrong. But we sit there and we kind of evaluate more. We sit there and go, what will people think, even if this is the right thing, if I do this? Because then maybe they don't do it because they're worried about what people think. Where with kids, it's not that they don't worry what people think, but it's like they're willing to push past that more. And I think that's kind of something that is a value that we should laud. But also that comes with its own set of problems that we have to sit there and go, eh, eh, you know. And then, you know, just sitting down and understanding people instead of coming at them, you know, with the walls up, the berations high and everything, you know, going at them like a wall is probably the healthiest method. I mean, you know, and again, this really is a side note, but I think it's an important one because... You know, I've been seeing that a lot lately, especially, you know, with the American um, kids and parents. And, you know, I'm not even saying the parents are wrong. I think a lot of times the parents are just exhausted. They're sitting there, they're tired, they're, you know, hungry. They haven't had their caffeine for the day. And, you know, it makes everybody pay. So, you know, before you sit down with your kid over the next discussion that you're going to have, maybe have that cup of coffee, get a chocolate bar, you know, take a Valium, (laughs) I'm joking, okay, I would not recommend taking a Valium, but I'm just saying, you know, get to be your better self before you sit down and have that conversation, and you know, sometimes you don't have time for that, you know, if your kid Johnny is up on the roof with his bicycle going to do his, you know, stunt for the century, you gotta act now, but you know, a lot of times it's not about those kind of things, so anyway, that's just Anna with a little bit of, you know, I don't know, suggestion in this podcast on why are you episode 6 the B to, BL Taiwanese series and I'm really not sure how I went down that rabbit hole but you know it's weird it's like if anyone's ever watched IQ when Meg Ryan says Belgium it's kind of like that with me I get these little things in my head and I go oh this reminds me of X which reminds me of Y which reminds you of Z and I'm going to record this because maybe somebody out there is dealing with something quite similar to what is in this series, which triggers my memory, and there we go. So with that on and out, check it at the round table. Bye.